illa masha Allah except what Allah wills. Meaning, if Allah wills, then yes, He will cause you to forget something. Now, what does it mean? This is referring to abrogation. All right, because there were some verses which the Prophet ﷺ was made to forget. Why? Because they were abrogated. The command was given initially, and then later the command was abrogated. You know, for example, or for instance, the verses were revealed concerning a particular incident. They were relevant at the time, but not relevant later. So for example, Surah Al-Ahzab. Hmm? The Sahaba report the length of Surah Al-Ahzab was like that of Surah Al-Baqarah. That's how long it used to be. That's how much they would recite. Because it was relevant for that time. The Prophet ﷺ went through so much at that time. So anyway, سَنُقْرِئُكَ فَلَا تَنْسَى إِلَّا مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ Another interpretation of this is except that which Allah wills. Meaning, you will only forget what Allah allows you to forget. And Allah will not allow you to forget anything from the Qur'an. Meaning, whatever is to be preserved, Allah will not allow you to forget any of it. So then why is this mentioned except that which Allah wills? To teach us, to remind us that the matter is completely in Allah's hand. إِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ الْجَهْرَ وَمَا يَخْفَى Indeed, He knows what is declared and what is hidden. الجهر That which is declared. You say openly. You do openly. You let other people see it, come to know of it. مَا يَخْفَى That which is hidden. Meaning what you hide. Nothing is hidden from Allah. What you express and what you contain. What you show and what you hide. It is all known to Allah. Whatever is in your mind also, it is all known to Allah. وَنُيَسِّرُكَ And we will ease you. لِلْيُسْرَى Towards the ease. نُيَسِّرُكَ تَيْسِير يَسْرَى يُيَسِّرُ To facilitate something for someone. Easy doesn't mean simple. What does easy mean? That it is possible, doable, it's facilitated. So, وَنُيَسِّرُكَ we will facilitate for you لِلْيُسْرَى towards the Yusra. What is Yusra? Ease. What is this ease that Allah promises to facilitate for the Prophet ﷺ? What is this ease referring to? It could refer to different things. One interpretation is that it refers to his responsibility. What was the responsibility of the Prophet ﷺ? To receive the Qur'an and then to convey it. Was this an easy task? Technically, it wasn't. But Allah calls it easy. Why? Because if something is made easy for you, then it becomes easy. No matter how hard it may be. No matter how difficult or how huge of a task it may be. But if something is made difficult for you, then it will be very difficult. Even if it's something very simple. Something very small. You understand? Tasks are not by definition easy or difficult. What is easy is that which is facilitated for you. And what is difficult is that which is not facilitated for you. You understand the point? 
This is similar to how if you don't drive, you might look at people who drive and you're like, wow, it's so difficult. I don't know how you do it. I could never do it. I used to think like that. I, there's, I don't think I can do it. There's so much going on. You have to control the car and then you have to watch for the traffic and then there's so much going on. But then what happens? Once you learn and you start driving, then you also learn to do so many things as you drive. Isn't it? So it's not that driving is difficult or that driving is easy. Tasks are easy or difficult. The difficulty or the ease of tasks is relevant. Relevant to who? To people. So, وَنُوا يَسِّرُكَ لِلْيُسْرَى We will make it easy for you, meaning your responsibility. This is a Makki surah. Imagine the huge responsibility in the Prophet ﷺ. And the Qur'an is described as قَوْلٌ ثَقِيلًا And he has to remember it and convey it to people who don't want to listen. And he is the final messenger, last messenger. No prophet is coming after him. There is no way that he could quit. Imagine his responsibility. Allah promises that He will facilitate it for him. Was it facilitated? Yes, it was. Because he was given victory. He was given success. A time came when, يَدْخُلُونَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ أَفْوَاجًا People were entering into the fold of Islam in groups, groups after groups. But was it simple? Was the journey simple? No. Were there hardships along the way? Yes, every step of the way. But was it made possible? Yes, it was made possible. So what does it mean then? Anything you want to do for the sake of Allah, as daunting of a task it may be, as frightening as the journey may appear, it can be made easy. By who? By Allah. So ask Him for ease. رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي Oh my Lord, you make this easy for me. Because Allahumma la sahla إِلَّا مَا جَعَلْتَهُ sahla. There is no ease except the ease that Allah makes. وَنُيَسِّرُكَ لِلْيُسْرَى Some have said that the ease over here, al-yusra, is referring to Islam in general, the deen in general. Following it, living by it, it may seem very difficult being particular about the halal and the haram, clothing and the language and the state of the heart and you're sleeping and you're waking and you're walking and you're talking, everything. It just seems too much. We will facilitate it for you. So don't get worried. So remind, in nafa'at dhikra in indeed nafa'at, it benefits dhikra, the reminder. Remind. Start your work. How? With baby steps. Go ahead. Uh, I had an example for things that are made easy for us. I still remember the first time I started wearing the hijab. And I knew exactly what my friends were going to say. I knew it was going to happen. I was terrified of it. But how many years down the road, I don't even think about it anymore. To the point that anyone else will ask me, isn't it hot? Isn't it hard for you? And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize. I'm so used to it now. Exactly. فَذَكِّرْ إِنْ نَفَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى Remind, indeed the reminder benefits. The Prophet ﷺ is given a huge responsibility to convey the Qur'an. 
it was such a huge responsibility but he start begin how by reminding by telling by informing because reminder it definitely benefits people benefit from it another interpretation is that in if remind if you think that the reminder will benefit meaning deliver the message where you have some hope that it will be received positively don't go to those who you know are going to refuse فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ فَعْتِ الذِّكْرَى In Surah Al-Zariyat, Ayah 55, Allah says, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَى تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ The reminder benefits the believers. And if you think about it, I mentioned to you the incident of that Sahabi who learned Surah Al-Tariq from the Prophet ﷺ when he was not even a Muslim. Alright? But it left some impact on him. Down the road, yes, finally he embraced Islam. So it benefits And this is so important because, you know, many times we're afraid that, you know, we're trying to tell people about something good, but they're not listening. They're not interested. But keep reminding. Keep informing. Because you never know when it will have an impact. You know, recently I heard uh, an incident of this lady. She was a Qur'an teacher and uh, she used to teach Qur'an, but when her husband passed away, she was living with her son. Right. And uh, her son said that, you know, you can do this in the masjid, but you can't do this at my house. Right. And so the mother was like, okay, she wanted to continue, but at the same time she couldn't do it in her son's house. She didn't quite have that authority over there, and she didn't want to make her son unhappy either. So she continued in the masjid, local masjid. And she was teaching the last lesson, all right, and uh, she passed away while teaching. And this had such a profound impact on her son that he said that this was so important to my mother. She died while teaching the Qur'an. And he said, now the next class will be in my house. Right? So he said, now the class will no longer be in the masjid. I want it to be done from my house. Now the mother who wanted to teach in her son's house, right? she wanted that her house should be a center of knowledge, right? Where people are coming and remembering Allah. Son didn't want that, but the mother patiently continued. But what happened? Eventually, it worked. Isn't it? So many times it happens that, you know, we tell somebody something good and we see that it didn't have any impact on them. Don't lose heart over there. Be hopeful. Keep doing your work. You never know when it will have an impact. فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ فَعْتِ الذِّكْرَى Reminder does benefit. سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَنْ يَخْشَى سَيَذَّكَّرُ He will remember. He will take a lesson. Who will? مَنْ يَخْشَى The one who fears. So what does it mean? The one who takes a lesson from the Qur'an, from the reminders of the Messenger wasallam. Then this is a sign of that person having khashya of Allah. سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَنْ يَخْشَى And if a person does not benefit from the reminder, then it means that he does not have any fear of Allah in their heart. سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَنْ يَخْشَى وَيَتَجَنَّبُهَا And he will avoid it. تَجَنُّبْ جِيمْ نُونْ بَا Jamb. Jamb is one side. And tajannub is to keep one side away. To avoid. He will avoid it. He will keep away. From what? Ha. The dhikra, the reminder, 
Who will avoid it? Al-Ashqa, the wretched one. Shaqi. Shaqi, one who is wretched. Meaning one whose state is bad and his actions are bad and his end is bad. Unfortunate. Unlucky. Wretched. It's the opposite of Sa'id. Sa'id, successful, happy. Shaqi, unhappy, failure. يَتَجَنَّبُهَا الْأَشْقَى So the one who avoids the Qur'an does not benefit from it, then what is his reality? He is ashqa. And then when he continues like that, ignoring the Qur'an deliberately, الَّذِي يَصْلَ النَّارَ الْكُبْرَى Then he is the one who will enter and burn in the fire which is al-kubra, the greatest one. There is no fire greater than the fire of hell. It is the biggest fire. How big is it? That when it will be brought on the day of judgment, it will be brought by angels. How many angels? So hell with 70,000 leashes, each leash being pulled by how many angels? 70,000 angels. Not human beings, angels. Al-Kubra, it's the greatest fire. Each flame is like what? Like a qasr. Like a fort. ثُمَّ لَا يَمُوتُ فِيهَا وَلَا يَحْيَا And then he will not die therein, nor will he live. There is no relief in hell. What happens in this world? If a person is going through extreme pain, extreme suffering, there is a maximum, there is a limit. Which when a person reaches, they expire, they die, they finish. But in hell, there is no finishing, there is no death. And there is no life either. So a person will continuously be in what state? The state between life and death. Think about it. person who is not living and a person who is not dying. Between life and death. Imagine the agony. ثُمَّ لَا يَمُوتُ فِيهَا وَلَا يَحْيَا قَدْ أَفْلَحَ On the other hand, he has certainly succeeded. Who has succeeded? مَنْ تَزَكَّى The one who purifies himself. The one who cleans himself. With what? With the Qur'an. Because the Qur'an is like rain. What does rain do? It cleans. تَزْكِيَا is what? تَخَلِّي وَالتَّحَلِّي تَخَلِّي meaning get rid of the Dirt, get rid of the filth. We spoke about this earlier. You prepare the ground, you clean it, you soften it. So the Qur'an cleans the person when he benefits from the Qur'an. And then, doesn't just clean, but also makes a person beautiful, productive, useful, beneficial. Because the second step of tazkiyah is at-tahliyah. To adorn and decorate and beautify. So who is successful? The one who benefits from the Qur'an. And what is the proof that a person has benefited from the Qur'an? That he is in the process of getting rid of bad things from his life and developing or bringing good things in his life. Bad things, bad words, bad habits, bad actions, sins, useless talk. And good Dhikr of Allah, 
When a person is beneficial in what they do, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ The one who cleans himself, then he has succeeded. The one who purifies himself, then he is successful. وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ Firstly, he cleans himself, purifies himself. Second step of tazkiyah is, وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ That he remembered the name of his Lord. So these are the signs of success. First sign is, tazkiyah. Second sign is, dhikr of Allah. That a person keeps their tongue moist with the dhikr of Allah. And thirdly, fasalla. Then he prayed also. He establishes the salah. So he performs the prayer consistently and properly. So in these two verses, what do we learn? Three things are necessary for success. What are those three things? Tazkiyah, dhikr, and salah. Tazakkah, always striving to purify. Striving. And how do you purify yourself? What are the ways of purifying yourself? Firstly, pardon? Okay, yeah. What are the steps? How do you purify yourself? How do you get rid of? So the first step is takhliya, right? You get rid of? Let's say you realize that your language is very dirty. Or there is a certain word that you're using, which you should not be using. It's not appropriate. What's the first step? Recognize it. Recognize it. Because if we don't see filth, we cannot get rid of it. Isn't it? Recognize it. Identify it. Notice it. See it. Accept it. Then, what's the next step? You have to get rid of it. Okay, you saw it, but now you have to get rid of it. How do you do that? How do you do that? Hmm? Remove it. Okay. But you see, bad words are not such that you can just pick them out and throw them in the garbage, right? It's about changing your habit. How do you do that? First and foremost, you seek Allah's help. You make dua to Allah. You ask Him for help. When a servant asks Allah, he spreads out his hands, begs Allah, then Allah is shy to return his hands empty-handed. Ask Him that, Oh Allah, You help me. You clean me. You cleanse me. You purify me. You know in salah when you recite the opening dua, dua is tiftah, what are you saying? Allahumma ba'id bayni wa bayna khatayaya. Create a distance between me and my sins. Oh Allah, purify me, cleanse me. Erase my sins. Just as a white cloth is cleaned. Minad danas. That there's no trace of filth left on it. Make my heart like that. So make dua. Then, how else do you clean yourself? Yes. Okay. Replace. Find a better alternate. But you see, before replacing, you have to get rid of the filth. How will you do that? What is it that erases sins? Hmm? Good deeds. Istighfar. Sadaqah. If you want to fix your language, you want to fix your salah, you feel like you're behind in something, consciously do a good deed in order to erase the sin that you've committed. And of those good deeds is sadaqah. 
perform a good deed secretly. And then remember that for tazkiyah, you need the right company. Because many times, you know, for example, if we have certain words that we're using in our language, they're coming from where? From where? From what we are listening to, from what we are watching. It's coming from somewhere, right? So fix that. Fix your environment. This is similar to how if your shoes keep getting dirty. Okay, you come home and clean them every day, but solve the problem. Why are they getting dirty every day? Because when you go out of the house, you don't walk on the sidewalk. You walk on the wet soil, wet ground. Right? So you have to fix the environment also. You have to see where you're going. So the first step is tazkiyah. Reading Qur'an also. Qur'an is shifa, the recitation of the Qur'an. Then dhikr and then salah. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَكَّى وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّى But what stops a person from this tazkiyah? بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا The problem is that you prefer the worldly life. You just enjoy it. You like it. We don't even see sins as sins. Why? Everybody says those words. It's cool to say that. Everybody does it. Why should I change? بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا What holds us back from giving sadaqah? What holds us back from performing salah? What? It's worldly life. بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى But wake up. The hereafter is better and more enduring. It's more lasting. How many days will you have fun here? For how many days will you get pleasure by doing what Allah forbids? By crossing Allah's limits? Aren't the angels of death going to come and take you? Don't you have to go into your grave? Don't you have to face your hisab? وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى And no matter how much you enjoy here, the enjoyment of the hereafter is far better. It is more lasting. Because this life is only for a few days. In Surah Ghafir, Ayah 39, Allah says, إِنَّمَا هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا مَتَاعُ وَإِنَّ الْآخِرَةِ هِيَ دَارُ الْقَرَارِ This world is what? Just a temporary enjoyment. And the hereafter, that is the home of stay. That is where you stay. وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى this world compared to the hereafter, what is it like? Think of it this way. You're standing by an ocean. You walk into the water. You put your finger in and you take it out. How much water do you get? How much? Barely any. And how much water have you left? Too much. What you have on your finger is like the dunya. And the ocean, what is that? That's like the akhirah. وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى The hereafter is better and more lasting. Real life is in the hereafter. Hayawan. Real life is where? In the hereafter. Not in this world. Because what is life? Think about the best moments that you've enjoyed here. Best moments. When you're not hungry, you don't have a headache... 
You're not worried because of some work that you have to do. You're not hurting in your body. Somebody didn't say anything nasty to you. There's nothing in the environment that is making you uncomfortable. That is what Jannah is forever. لا تسمع فيها لا غير. No disturbing, upsetting sound even. والآخرة خير وأبقى. إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى. Indeed, this is surely in the former scriptures. This is not a new message. This is something that Allah revealed in the previous scriptures also. This message Allah has sent for humanity over and over again. That this life is temporary. You have been sent here for a test. This is a stopover in your journey. The real destination is later. Suhufi Ibrahima wa Musa. The scriptures of Ibrahim and Musa. The scriptures of Ibrahim. Ibrahim salam was also given suhuf. And Musa salam, he was also given a book. What was that book? The Torah. So Allah revealed this in the previous scriptures that the hereafter is better than this world. The Prophet ﷺ gave his own example. And my example is like that of a rider, like a traveler, someone riding their horse. And then in the middle, they take a break. And they rest under the tree. And then what happens? They get up and they continue with the journey. This is our reality in this world. We're just here briefly. Briefly, very briefly. Think about the time before we came into this world. How much is that? Millions of years. And think about the time after we leave this world. Allahu alam how much time there is until the day of judgment, but it is not a lot. And the day of judgment itself is how long? 50,000 years. And after that is what? Eternity. So what is this world then compared to what was before and what is later? What is the life of this world? What is it? It's just like as you're driving, you stop at a traffic light. Brief moments. Few moments. But it matters so much. Because this is the one life you have in which you are tested to see if you're worth Jannah or not. So what is the lesson? What are the lessons of the surah? From the first ayah, what lesson can we take? Increase in tasbih. Increase in tasbih. In the morning, in the evening, as you're working, in salah, consciously say, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, in your sujood, in your rukur. Then, another lesson we can take is, فَذَكِّرْ إِنْ نَفَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى Accept the advice. Accept the reminder. Then, hellfire is described in the surah. الَّذِي يَصْلَ النَّارَ الْكُبْرَى It's the greatest fire. Seek Allah's protection from this hellfire. قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَكَّى وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّى The three steps of success are given. Tazkiya, And it's a never-ending process. Purification is a never-ending process. It's a continuous journey. You know, it's amazing. You trim your nails and what happens after a few days? You'll have to trim them again. I mean, why can't you just trim your nails once and get it over with for the rest of your life? Why? Why not? 
It's a reminder. Just as you have to clean your body, you have to clean your heart also. Increase in dhikr. And pay attention to salah. وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى What can we learn from that? In every matter, prefer the akhirah over the dunya. We listen to the recitation. بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ سَبِّحِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ الْأَعْلَى الَّذِي خَلَقَ فَسَوَّى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غفاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إن وَنُيَسِّرُكَ لِلْيُسْرَى فَذَكِّرْ إِن نَفَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَنْ يَخْشَى وَيَتَجَنَّبُهَا الْأَشْقَى الَّذِي يَصْلَى النَّارَ الْكُبْرَى ثُمَّ لَا يَمُوتُ فِيهَا وَلَا يَحْيَى قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَكَّى وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّى بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى إِنَّ هَذَا لَفِي الصُّحُفِ الْأُولَى صُحُفِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَمُوسَى